Welcome to Midnight Monologue, a recorded conversations mini podcast. It's just something I'm kind of working out in my head right now, but I'm recording it. So after the halftime show, I had to do a lot of reflecting because I sat out to write a piece that I had posted. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not. I think I called it Super Stripper Poles or something. And the reason that I wrote it is because I decided to consider a perspective that was a little bit more narrow than mine and kind of defend it. And I wanted to do that, number one, to push myself and challenge myself to be more understanding of views that I no longer align myself with. There was a time where I would have jumped on the bandwagon about this is inappropriate, this is over-sexual, this is not something children should see. I would have tried to make false equivalences regarding like sex trafficking to the way these performers are performing and drew some kind of crazy conclusion over to porn and and figured out all these different scapegoats to blame and and the evil and the sin and, and, and Satan and all this stuff. But I've evolved past that way of thinking. But we still need to be considerate of the views that don't align with ours. And so in an effort to do that, to understand a different perspective, I was willing to try and take a route of sympathizing, maybe empathizing, and then also defending a position that suggests that maybe halftime shows should give parental advisories. Now, I got pushback for that, and I, man, I even had a guest on Recorded Conversations who disagreed with me, and and, and you'll hear it next week, and that I kind of am like, oh, well, I feel kind of silly for kind of like hovering on that position that I did as hard as I did and not and not being flexible. So with that in mind, I've had to do a lot of reflecting. I've also been doing a lot of growing with my own self-image over the last few years. I've become more confident in embodying this flesh. And in doing so, I have pushed myself to be more revealing. I write about the importance of kind of getting back to this whole idea of naked and unashamed. You know, I'm writing this book called Enfleshed. I'm trying to explain my story of how surrendering and vulnerability brought me to this ultimate to becoming one connected oneness with my husband, but also taught me a lot about, you know, loving myself and appreciating myself and embodying my sexuality and my erotic self. So, I mean, this is like a, a an area that not a lot of people are talking about. This is an area in which we have a lot of really narrow, negative, underdeveloped opinions and commentary that are hurled at us in an effort to just shut down the conversation because the conversation makes people uncomfortable. And so as I've been growing and pushing myself and challenging myself, I have been posting more revealing photos of my flesh. With my husband's approval, I want everybody to know my husband approves all my photos. He understands that I need to become more confident in, with my body. It wasn't even that long ago where I was embarrassed to be naked in front of my husband. Um, it wasn't that long ago where I needed to be drunk in order to have sex with my husband. So with my 
my evolution, yeah, I'm revealing it to other people because when I talk about being authentic, that doesn't mean that I'm just presenting you all the pretty shit in my life. Like, I'm, I'm not about that. I'm not all about presenting some facade. What I mean by authentic is not staged, unscripted, meaning sometimes I cry in my Facebook Live videos because I get overwhelmed by the fact that there are actual people watching me live or because I get really emotional about something that I'm saying because I am a very impassioned person. I believe the passions also kind of induce our emotions and what happens is I'm explaining why I'm crying. Like, do you hear me justifying? It's such a thing to do. But what happens is, though, is I'm experiencing this growth, and it's it's kind of like an overwhelming joy just to go f- get to this place where I'm like, wow, I finally get myself, you know? And it's like, anyway, you see me cry. I don't want to hide who I am, right? I am a th- I want to be as authentic as I can. And I know we all have boundaries, but... I'm not trying to give you some scripted, plotted out, trending kind of brand that I can encapsulate as my own and then, I don't, I don't know. I think there's a lot of authentic people, and I say that in air quotes, but I don't think they're really being authentic. And I don't really, I'm not going to go around and point out like who I, I think is inauthentic even though they're trying to sell an authentic pitch, but there are a lot of people who are very obviously inauthentic. And I believe authentic means that you don't just know the pretty shit. You don't just know the fun stuff. You just, you don't know all the things that I could boast about to show you how successful I am or why I'm such a great person. I'd rather you see that sometimes I'm really bitchy. Sometimes I am super stressed out. Sometimes I'm super moody. Sometimes I'm easily offended and oversensitive. Sometimes my period just gets the best of me and my ego Beatrice rears her head and has to pop off to everybody like, I don't even know, like she's the ghetto grandma. So that's who I really am, though. I mean, it's all these different, all these different layers of my personality, all these different aspects of my behaviors. That's what authenticates me. That means that I take you along with me. And if I'm having a bad day, I'm more than likely to try and get you to understand that I'm having a bad day. Or maybe not even understand it, just know it. Because I think I'm not the only one that kind of wears her emotions on her sleeves. And for a long time, I thought that was like a negative thing. But I've realized that it's a part of my strength because you always know I'm real with you. You always know I'm going to tell you how I feel. And if I don't tell you how I feel, and if I do shut down, that's a sign that I'm scared to be honest with you. And I got fears, people. I'm not trying to put on a front. I am trying to embody a fierceness and a power that I know exists in each and every one of us. But at the same time, it's really, really scary to put yourself out there and be authentic. And so nonetheless, all I'm trying to explain is that because I'm authentic, because I don't want scripted, posed photos of me appearing to look pensive, even though I know a camera is pointed in my face so I can sell you some idea, I'm just going to be real with you and If I say that I'm authentic, that means that I'm going to share my story with you. 
I'm going to bring you on my journey because I don't need it hidden. And in some cases, I want it revealed because I think when we reveal our stories to one another, someone else can see something in our stories. And if we're struggling, can offer a a different reflection from what we've painted as our picture than we can see. Why else are there all these people? You know what I mean? Like, why are all these people here? if it's not to offer us a reflection that we need to see. And so in my efforts to be authentic and in my efforts to show you as best that I can, this evolution that I'm going through, this transformation, that does include my fleshy cleavage pictures. And I'm not trying to induce arousal. I'm not trying to get a bunch of men horny. I'm not trying to get a bunch of people to follow a my fan page or whatever those things are called. I'm 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 not an exhibitionist. I'm not about, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me. I I may I may sometimes act like that and I know that when I get comfortable with you, you'll see that I kind of like attention, but who doesn't? But I really do like to listen instead and I like to learn and I like to absorb and I just want to spectate, right? But you can't always do that. Sometimes you got to bring people along with you. And so that's what I do. And so number one, if you're offended, I apologize for offending you. I'm not trying to offend you. I, I'm i just trying to show you that I'm growing. I want to. I, w- I would have never posted pictures like this a few years ago. I was too, too into the modest is hottest mentality. I was too concerned about what people would think. I didn't want to send the wrong impression. I did wrap myself around those verses that told us that, like, it, you know, it was our responsibility to keep men from lusting after us. But then it's like, it's well, what does that say about the man who's lusting after us? And more so than that, when we talk about, like, oh, women post these photos and all men do is objectify it, why are we blaming women for doing it? Like, when I see my naked body, it's not like a turn on. I mean, I like my body. I love my body. And sometimes I am feeling myself. But that doesn't mean that always induces that kind of response. I finally loving everything that God blessed me with. And that includes my cellulite. And that includes my stretch marks. And that includes my rolls and my folds and my pimples and ingrown hairs and smelly armpits, and gray hair, and everything, everything. That means that I am, I don't know, I've just, I've come to this place where it's okay to love myself, right? Okay, so we love ourselves. But while I'm showing you a reflection of an image that I love about myself, that's not all I'm showing you. I'm not just showing you my cleavage. I'm not just showing you flesh. I'm not just showing you my my breathtaking turquoise teddy. I'm showing you more than that. But I want you to try and figure out what it is because that makes it more fun. Am I not showing you strength? Am I not showing you confidence? Am I not showing you a little bit of fun? A little bit of edge? A little bit of adventure? What I've been doing lately has been my artistic adventure. My friend Christina had mentioned something about how we kind of need an adventure. You know, it's something that just kind of invigorates us. And at first I was like, oh, well, I don't really take any big, you know, adventures. I don't go on any great excursions. I don't, you know, climb mountains or ski or anything. But then I thought about it and I was like, okay, well, this has been an adventure for me. Posting my photos, biting my nails down, you know, two or three days later going, maybe I should delete it. Like, oh, what are people thinking? And oh, oh. And I know what some of y'all are thinking. Some of y'all message me some not nice stuff. Um, I've had some comments before that I've deleted in the past. And I, 
that have not been nice. And it's been suggested by some people that what I'm doing has like some kind of like ulterior motive. And I don't even know what that means. But none of that is true. I'm just artistically expressing myself in the best way that I know how to do because what it's bringing about for me is change, internal change and healing. And that's kind of all I want to do. And when I think about me taking these actions for my own healing process and I think outwardly and I think about all the other women who are brave and courageous, Lizzo and J-Lo and Shakira and Beyonce and these gorgeous women that I follow and, and that I, you know, appreciate and respect. I'm not over there looking at them thinking they're doing this because they're conceited or because they're just trying to make money. They are embodying their sexuality in such a way that it's their power. And it is our power. We have an erotic power. And that erotic power is healing. And when you get to a place where you love yourself that much, where you're that confident in yourself, when you're just like, I am grateful for every weird discoloration and mole. I mean, that's an ultimate love. That's what I think Jesus was trying to teach us to do, to love ourselves that much. And I want to share that with other people because I want other women to love their bodies the way that I do. I've had five kids. I'm a grandma. I'm, I'm not in the best shape of my life, but I finally believe that I am completely content with the shape of my life. And shouldn't we want that for women? And shouldn't we want that for all women without women having to constantly worry whether or not, like, this is making men hard or making men think dirty things? Like, that says more about the man, doesn't it? That tells me that that man has a problem with separating the female form from sexual arousal. That's not my issue to work out. That's his. My husband can appreciate other women without thinking about dirty things he wants to do to them. And I don't get jealous when he appreciates another form because I'm probably appreciating it right along with him. I mean, we can both appreciate Shakira and J-Lo and none of it is sexual. What those women can do with their hips, the upper body strength that they demonstrate, I think about that like in anyone who dances in heels, I'm like, I, I, I don't even know. You are a goddess to me. How do you do that? Because I can't do that. And so it doesn't have to be sexualized because... If we sexualize everything, man, are we making sexuality so small and so mechanical and robotic and so purely physical. And sex is not just physical. Our sexual experiences, including our identity, is, is dimensional, is multidimensional. It exists in the physical. It exists in the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual dimensions. And we can't just crunch it all down to just a reflex, like a genital reflex is basically, let's not do that. And so anyway, I don't know why I felt like I I had to give any kind of an explanation, maybe because my grandma and my dad, sorry, I mean, I'm sorry, but this is what it's about. Um, But I just, I want to have a conversation about this. I want to have a continuing discussion about this. I think we need to talk about this. This can't be this 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 dirty topic that we that that makes us uncomfortable and makes us want to shut down. If we're feeling uncomfortable at the topic, that's because there is something inside of us that knows that we need to change. And so, let us let us move into that discomfort and figure out a way to transform it through discussion. We have to talk about the things that are uncomfortable. We will grow from it and 
we can stop objectifying things. I mean, really, isn't that what we want? We want, women want men to stop objectifying them. We want to be seen as an entire subject. We are not just a little teeny object for, for men to lust after. And if men honestly believe that, do, do you really think that little of yourselves, that all you can do in regard to the female form is just fucking pop a heart on for it and that's it? Like, no, no. Like, my body also brings on life and then sustains life. So, is that sexual? Is that sexually arousing? Does that make you hard? We have to talk about things. So, throw down some discussion topics. And I mean it this time. I always invite you people to come and have discussions with me. And I don't know why you don't. I don't know what it is. But I want to have conversations. So, I'm really not that much of a bitch. I'm really fun. And you know another thing? I have a special segment series that will be showing up here and there, maybe every month or so, called Ask Dr. G. And so I will be inviting back on Leslie Goth, and we're going to try and talk about some of these issues. We're going to try and address things that create trauma, things that create anxiety, things that we fear, things that hold us back. And I believe that Dr. Goth can offer us some ideas on how to learn how to love ourselves, and how to look past this idea that sexuality is something that needs to be objectified or hidden away or kept in the closet or what have you. So what I'm going to invite you to do, and I mean it, y'all. I mean this. I want some feedback. I need your feedback. You're my audience. I need to know if you're liking what I'm doing. I can judge that based on the downloads that are pretty consistent, that you keep returning to the things that I have to say. And so that does bring me gratitude. But I want to hear from you. I want to hear what issues you want discussed. I want to know what questions you want to hear Dr. G answer. So find me on Patreon at Danielle Kingstrom. You can search me out on Facebook. I am on Twitter and Instagram at dkingstrom. Or you can email me directly at danielle.kingstrom at live.com. I want to know if the show is making any kind of an impact in your life. I want to know if you have any questions. I want to know if you have beef with me. And if you have beef with me, maybe you can come on the show. So let me hear from you. And until next time, take care.